morning and welcome to another amazing episode of From the Couch Sports. I am Eric and tonight, as always, I have with me the mustached man, Karen Stack. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Won some money last night, so that's never never a bad thing. Where does that rank in the... Because you won what? Like a, You netted about $82. Where does that rank in terms of your all-time winnings for Super Bowls? Uh, Super Bowls, it's probably number two. Honestly, I do terrible betting on the Super Bowls typically outside of last night, but I did win a box when I was like 12, and I think I won like 250 bucks because of a pick six in the Harbaugh Bowl. So that was a that was a big one for me. I don't know, not the Harbaugh Bowl, whatever Super Bowl the Saints won. Oh, against the Colts? Yeah, the pick Man. six that the pick six they got at the end of the game. I was like, wait, that just made my numbers hit. They they get the stack boys started young, huh? You were like ten when that Super Bowl happened. Oh yeah, maybe maybe twelve, but that's fair. I know, um, dude. My, my dad was betting on sports like before it was illegal. Like it was like back when like they didn't know it was really going on, and then they found <laughs> out they made it illegal, then they made it legal again. It's outstanding. Uh, you made it sound like it was Prohibition era too. Like you made <laughs> like there were speakeasies he went to to gamble in, and you know. Yeah, it was me for a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also with us, Mr. Jerome Peterson. Jerome, how are you, friend? I've been better. Why? Wow, what happened? He lost a $1 bet to me last night. He's not happy about it. He's... Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. <clears throat> I intend on collecting. In quarters. You'll get your, you'll get your blood money, bitch. <laughs> Soaked with the blood of his enemies. All right, folks. The Super Bowl happened. 38-35 Kansas City Chiefs over the Philadelphia Eagles. It was a whale of a game. A whale. Um, It certainly left a lot of storylines. It came into the game with a lot of storylines. Let's start at the top, which is really at the end, right? I mean, I figure this is what people want to, to talk about. And there was a whole awesome game that happened before a five-yard penalty. But then after that, a lot of us, I think, feel like we were robbed of, of a different, more interesting ending. So let's attack it. Defensive holding called on James Bradbury on a whip route by Juju Smith-Schuster with, I think, a minute and 55 seconds left on, I believe, the Chiefs. Was it nine yard line, something like that, or maybe the 17, 17 yard line? It was the Eagles. They were going in. It was there. Right. I, you're, you're right. The Chiefs had the ball. They were on the Eagles. I'll I'll kick it off by saying I think that I know not all of us like Greg Olson here, but I think that he had his best moment as an announcer far and away um, when who's is it Gene Steratore who's the uh, Fox? I believe uh, it's Gene. What's that? I believe it is Gene. Okay. Well, so Gene kind of defended the call and Olsen pushed back and said, there may have been a penalty there, but it's a little iffy and it's just not the right moment to call the flat. Like you just let the boys play. Um, what were your guys thoughts on it? So I'll, I'll go first. Cause my, I know my thoughts are pretty brief and I know Jerome has his own gripes with, with the call, you know, and and I was listening to a lot of I was you know watching get up and first take this morning and what a lot of guys you know the the guys there had to say the former you know NFL players 
it was holding. He grabbed his jersey. So the call itself was correct. Should it have been called? No, I don't think so. Because A, him holding that that ball got thrown five yards past the end zone before it landed. So it, he was out of the play before he was held. Well, just real quick. I mean, defensive holdings specifically before the pass is thrown. That's if it's during the okay. pass, if it's while the pass in the air, that's deep. That's pass interference. Right. right. Okay. Well, either way, uh, even and it didn't even seem like it impeded his running of the route. Um, you know, and I feel like a lot of times, you know, they, I no one really noticed it until they slowed it down and they zoomed in on his hand. That's the only way I saw it. Honestly, um, I've always been a big proponent of let the boys play, especially in the playoffs and for sure in the Super Bowl. And you see other sports do this. You see in hockey, there's hard, tough hits that. You know, in a in a throwaway game in November, they might call it just because they're trying to get a feel for everything. They're trying to make sure that nothing gets out of hand in the regular season. But this is the last game of the season. This is the last drive for the Chiefs probably in this game um, and the last defensive stand that the, the, the Eagles are trying to make. So I don't think you can make that call at all. It's not like he if he was hanging off of him and you saw his jersey or you saw like the, you know, the the underarm run to the shirt gets stretched three yeah, yards jersey because pull. he was hanging on to him. You know, if if you saw that, then yeah, I'd be like, okay, yeah, he held them. That was you know a dumb holding, you know, bad penalty to take at a time like that. But I mean, holding happens on every single play. It does. You know, b- between between the offensive line, between the the corners and the and the wide receivers, you know, close to the line of scrimmage, it happens every single play for the most part. I would say, and to call it there on such a Almost a, you know, we we said it last night. You know, it was a weak holding call. Blink and you miss it. Yeah, if the ref blinked, he wouldn't have seen it. Right. And I even said, I, I even heard someone was saying that if he was wearing white gloves, he would have gotten away with it. I um, you know, Kieran, you were talking about it, and I just had a quick thought. Two weeks ago, we saw a penalty put the Chiefs into field goal range, deeper into field goal range, I guess you could say. When Pat Mahomes was hit out of bounds and mm-hmm. it was a personal foul of a late hit, right? And, yep. you know, it's again, it's, it's a similar story where do the Chiefs kick a field goal from there and make it? Maybe. We saw Harrison Bucker miss a 42-yarder last night. Um, so it's, well, it's, not even, it's not even a question of whether or not he makes it. It's a question of even if he does make it, Jalen Hurts gets a little under two minutes. Well, to, this is to have this a, is the know, thing, a, a minute fifty-five drill. This is this is the thing though. That penalty was clean and clear. It was obvious. There's no one out there saying that the linebacker hit Pat Mahomes while he was still in bounds. You know, like the Kansas City Bengals penalty was a penalty that that kind of ruined the end of the game in terms of intrigue. But no one's griping about the, the legitimacy of it. And that's the difference. That's what we're talking about here, I think. You know what I mean? It's not – if you don't call that, it's a complete blown call. Um, anyway, Jerome. Gentlemen, we all watched the game together. How many holding penalties were there last night? Not many. Two there weren't many penalties at all. None. None. How's that possible? We all know. Right. We all know there's holding every play. On the on the line, D D O line, not once, not once. So 
you're telling me you're going to let him play, right? Is that what you're telling? By the fourth quarter, it's pretty clear you're going to let the boys right. play, right? Okay, because we we all we all know it happens on both sides of the ball. Eagles hold the 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 Chiefs defensive line. Chief defensive line holds the Eagles defensive line. We know what's happening. You're letting the boys play, and to to make that call, throw that flag at that moment at the end of the game is a clear signal that the game it's it's fucking they they were looking for a reason to do that like to get like the whole I can't say the thing that I want to say but like they were looking for a reason to call penalty that that's not that's not holding he's not impeding the the receiver holding on to his jersey let's let's go back and watch all the hours of fucking footage his hand was Resting on the small of his back. He's not impeding the route. Not even a little bit. That's not holding. That's holding onto his shirt. We've seen that a thou- literally a thousand times. If you watch every play in the NFL this year, you've seen it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Right. I think I think by it's, the it's book. holding, but it's not right. Yeah, right. There, what what book? What book? What book? Book says that you throw a flag if there's holding, right? I hear you. I hear what you're saying. No, I, I'm just saying choose, they pe- they picked that moment to do that for a reason. Okay, I, it's not you, you get you can't you can't tell me it's not because there's too much evidence to the contrary. I'm j- I just think it's, it's that- like it's like the the call in that in the the Washington Commanders the Commanders versus the Giants game where he literally told the wide receiver you're good gave him the thumbs up and then the second the play started he threw a flag at the kid. The same fucking official. You can't tell me that wasn't planned. They can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. It's fucking clear. It's on film. We are watching it. You can't. And you won't be able to convince me otherwise. Well, I'm not going to try. There's to. a lot. There's the a lot problem. that's happened in this game to lead up to that point. But the fact of the matter is, is that that call guaranteed the outcome that was decided upon. Well, and okay, so it brings me back to a moment. I've I've thought about this a lot because sort of unfortunate. I mean, maybe two plays at most beforehand. You know, for those of you listening who weren't there, um, thanks for listening, Austin. You were there. Uh, <laughs> shout out. But uh, no, I Jerome was in despair. He was feeling unconfident about how the outcome would happen. This is before the penalty, and I said, listen. You've got factors in your favor here. You've got a rookie defensive back uh, core for, or it's almost entirely rookies for the Chiefs. It feels like it anyway. You've got Jalen Hurts who's played well throwing downfield. You've got, you know, a good system, a good offensive line that you've protected well all game. You've got things working in your favor where it's, there is absolutely an argument to be made here that if the penalty is not called, the outcome could be different. If there's a field goal with a minute and 48 seconds left and the Eagles have, I don't know how many timeouts, maybe two. I don't, I honestly, I don't remember, but that's the whole thing. Like it, it is a game changing penalty. And the problem was, like you said, the pattern leading up to the, if there were 15 penalties, heading into the game. But I'll tell you that there was another pattern that I noticed and we brought up. And that is that you saw throughout the game, players 
calling out penalties all throughout that game. Like Jason Kelsey pointing mm-hmm. out a defensive lineman, an offensive lineman pointing out, or I think it was a Chiefs defensive lineman pointing out yeah. a Philly offensive lineman's uh, off, or a false start. You, you saw this all throughout the game. And I'll tell you something, the flag was late on that play. The flag was very delayed. Normally, defensive holding flags are thrown as Before the, the ball's thrown. in the air. Yeah. Yeah, as the pass. In, this was thrown after the pass had hit the ground. And what doesn't get caught on film is that Pat Mahomes is pointing at it, calling out the flag. So that is a pattern that was upheld. Like, and as a player, look, that dude, it's like it's like NBA players flopping. Honestly, it's a cheat code. If you can do it, do it. If I was a player, I'd I'd beg for penalties all day, left and right. Why the fuck not? Honestly, like they're a part of the game. So, but that is a pe- like I think Mahomes helped cause that penalty by begging for it. And we oh, know I, now that now that Tom Brady's retired, I I I have a I have a new most hated in the NFL. Ooh, I wish nothing but pain and suffering on Pat Mahomes, his friends, his family, anybody that even likes him. I wish cancer on your fucking family. Fuck you. That no-call unsportsmanlike conduct at the end of the game where he went to take a knee and took three steps back and then slowly took a knee, you goddamn piece of shit. There is a there is an unspoken understanding. If a player is going to take a knee, the defensive line just lets him take a knee. They don't rush because there's an understanding. That's fucking football. To take to let to that they just let he let, let him take three steps back and then slowly take a knee. Fuck you. If you think that was okay. You don't deserve to watch football because it's not okay. In the biggest game of the year, there's no mutual respect. There's no mutual respect amongst warriors on the field. Right. A QB kneel is okay, but, but it was, it was, he specifically three step drop. It was like five dude. And on that hobbled ankle, it was like, let's not even talk about that. I want that man fucking tested. Whatever they gave him, whatever painkillers they gave him, aren't fucking legal or he was never hurt in the first place at which in which case in which case he should be fucking suspended for next season because they <laughs> lied and put him on the injury report for weeks and then well, they just that would be the doctors off. that would be the doctors no 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 it is definitely something that they can find and suspend for because they're supposed to be legit and they didn't list him as quite as questionable or even you know, limited or anything like that for the game. Like whatever they gave him isn't legal. Well, wait for the, if we're going that route, Pat always said in the podium that he he felt fine. Technically, if we're going that route, he never lied. He always said he was fine and that he would play and that he was okay. So if we're if we're going that route, it would be team doctors. But but team doctors or coaching staff or or whoever, right? But because even when tech- like because I my my first instinct that he wasn't hurt and it was all. But at the same time, he's still faking it because um, he hobbled into the locker room at halftime and then came out like they just shot him up with epinephrine. I don't know. It was uh, I think he was never hurt, man. That first press conference after he injured it initially in the playoffs, it might have been it might have been after the AFC championship game or the divisional game. He walked out off the stage off that podium. No limp, nothing. 
which if you had just taken your shoe off and unwrapped your ankle for that you know from normal play that thing would have been a balloon by that point and he wouldn't have been yeah. able to put weight on it dude he i walked am, uh, out of there like it was nothing i am i am i don't think he was ever hurt i'm vocally not a conspiracy theorist but where there is smoke there is fire and when you have everyone like like paid commentary like greg olson like like everyone all of the talking heads us as fans players like when everyone is saying how is this happening where there is smoke there may just be fire like like it, none of it really adds up and i don't understand it at all obviously i don't pretend to be a medical professional but something is just off about this we as sports fans see high ankle sprains all the time and not only do players not play at 100 percent, but it's like the kiss of death dude it it's is, like it's like getting tommy john weeks, in 1998 six weeks six weeks to be a hundred percent and if you if you rush it back at four weeks at four weeks after four weeks of rest season well no but if you if you rush it back after four weeks of rest normally players come back a shadow of themselves mm-hmm. so it does not add up it, it doesn't but there was a whole game before this and it bears mentioning so Let's get over it because because it was honestly it was probably it was probably the best like fifty eight minutes of football I've ever seen. On dude, it was incredible. It was an incredible game. It was one of those like a lot of people think that the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl was a great game. I don't. I think that both halves fucking, were like trash. It was a snooze fest. Yeah, in the third, I I didn't even watch the fourth quarter. Well, what it was was it, look. We don't need to get into it. What I'm really saying is that this game, there was a drastic comeback, but both teams played very well throughout the entire thing. So I'll just kick it off with this. Um, y'all know I love my Bill Parcells comments. The first the first drive, both offensive lines held up beautifully. Like I took notes like during the game because I'm a nerd. And both and it did tell the story for the rest of the game. I mean, the offensive lines were immaculate. The the sack yards in that game totaled two. There were two sacks. And they weren't really sacks. Right. Right. It was just the, he ran out of bounds before the line of scrimmage. Exactly. Which counts as a sack, but he wasn't tackled. By but see, that's, dumbest, that's the, that's whole the thing. dumbest rule of all time. It, it yeah. is. It is. But but and the that and holding players right? get credited with that. There were two random Chiefs players. Doesn't matter. The point is, this this game took a storyline unto its own just with that. That was completely out of the script, if you will. Like, like what people thought was going to happen. Zero, like the offensive lines, and then the other Bill Parcells one. Like the first drive of the third quarter for both teams, the Chiefs marched right down the field in the first on their first drive of the third quarter, and they scored. And Mahomes was perfect. He was perfect. That second half, he threw one incompletion. And meanwhile, the Eagles, I. Everything seemed to come harder to them, starting with that first drive in the second half. And I just think like, those things held up. Those those rules held up to me because the offensive lines, I mean, we have to talk about it. The, the Chiefs, what they did to the Eagles defensive line was impressive. Very much yeah, so. Well, it's, it's easier to do that when you don't have your footing. You're talking about the yeah. field. I was just going to say, are we going to talk about the grass? The de- both defenses. 
were at a disadvantage the entire game. Yep. The Christ, Jake, Jake Elliott almost had his Jake ankle Elliott popping almost out of his broke sock. his ankle, almost broke his own ankle on a kickoff. What fucking, what fucking turf did they did they genetically come up with? And why would you sample it then? Sample it in the Pro Bowl. Honestly, if you want to try it somewhere, I don't understand. I, I, I honestly school, don't understand. A high school game. Like, who fucking thought that was a good idea? As fans, as fans, we were robbed of an even better game because of that, because of the NFL's actions. It was, uh, and people should be more upset about that. Let's let's go into this. Let's start with this. Um, let's talk about Chiefs offense versus Philly defense. Kieran, what were your takeaways from that? Um, I think one thing I brought up on the on the podcast last week was the matchup between the the linebackers of Philly versus Travis Kelsey, which in the first half I think was. Honestly, throughout the entire game, I think they did a much better job than I was going to give them credit for, for, for covering him. I mean, yeah, he scored the one touchdown, but I mean, other than that, and I mean, maybe just the, the chiefs weren't scheming to, to throw to Kelsey as much because they anticipated him getting quadruple covered, but it seemed like we didn't hear Travis Kelsey's name a whole lot. It seemed like in the, especially in the second half, it was the juju show. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, and I don't, I don't know if that was because of the scheme or if the, if the Eagles linebackers really were able to take Kelsey out of the game for the majority of the majority of the game, but especially in the second half. So I think that was, that was a big one for me. Um, just given that, I think quarterback wise, it was a pretty even, you know, it was the, it was the shootout everyone wanted. Um, I think both quarterbacks played extremely well. Um, I think, I think Kelsey might've tweaked something in the second half because, well, he, he, Oh he, yeah. He, he had backspasms coming in, right? Yeah, he was he was he was he looked like he was visibly yeah. struggling on the sideline a couple of times coming off the field like he was hurting because of something could have been could have, like he could have taken the step the wrong way and his ankle could have tweaked or something well, and, like and Andy Reid was he could have moved laterally on that grass. <laughs> Andy Reid was was playing chess out there. I mean, mm-hmm. because the second half was all decoys all the time. It was like like that that uh, Kadarius Tony touchdown. Kelsey was a decoy. Um, you know, well, it wasn't even that it was the, the play before that they put him in motion all the way across the, and you know, the Philly defense, did what it was supposed to do the, the safety came up and the corner took his spot and yep. then Mahomes threw it away. Second play, they do the exact same thing, but flipped, he runs halfway over, runs back and then he's wide open because the, the corner, you know, thought he he's thought he had ass, it ready. dude. Yeah, I, like, I saw I saw it over today, like on on ESPN. They were talking about it. He did it like three times. Yeah, and it was just Reed set them up with it. Um, my uh, my takeaways with it were, you know, starting back with last week's episode. I I said Andy Reed would need to do something that he doesn't do, which is run the ball and commit to it. And you saw a Chiefs rushing attack that hit over 150 yards for the first time in who knows how long. Not only that, they were effective running. Like they were, I think they averaged five plus yards a carry. So you saw him do something that was epic on offense in terms of just like scheming it and and changing what he was seeing. Um, 
And beyond that, yeah, I, you know, I don't ever want to hear the Pat Mahomes passing yardage comments like, oh, you, you only threw for X. Dude, f- passing yardage is the stupidest stat in the world. It's just really dumb. It's not the stupidest, but it's one of when it comes to football. And he had a 96 plus QBR out of 100. I mean, he played damn near perfect. It was just the timing. He was getting the ball off. I watched the highlights again and again, and it was like he was on time. The scheme was great. But the fact that you were able to nullify one of the best pass rushes we've seen ever, it was unbelievable. It was it was Andy Reid at his finest, truly. Um, Jerome, what were your takeaways? I think we've already talked about it. Very well. Uh, <laughs> let's scooch on over to... The Eagles offense against the Kansas City. I hate, I hate that you just said scooch. I did I didn't like, like that at all. Enough with the scooching. Um I I mean Jalen Hurts. Look, last week, last week I said the the Dwight Howard rule, right? And I was talking about Pat Mahomes, and I was like, I get like a half point because it seemed like the Chiefs defense played so many linebackers. Like they, they played three linebackers, which guys, it's not 2005. When you see three linebackers on the field, that's crazy for 2022. And now 2020. One of them better be Ray Lewis. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and and they I mean they committed to stopping the rushing attack and they just simply said, look, if anyone's gonna beat us, it's Jalen Hurts. And you know what? He put up 35 fucking points. Like like so it was it kind of did. Yeah, like he probably like, was he probably was gonna if it wasn't for a holding call with two minutes left. Honestly, we talked about like we've we've talked for years about this uh losers of the Super Bowl winning MVP. Jalen Hurts could have won MVP for this game. I mean, the Chiefs said if anyone's gonna beat us, it's gonna be Hurts, and he did. He was awesome. I mean, you think about like a lot of quarterbacks, let's let's, let's dial it back to the second quarter with that with that unforced fumble, right? The next drive, he cruises down the field. It was, he was awesome. Those, I mean, those are my takeaway. I think the Chiefs defense, their their linebackers, in terms of stopping the running backs, they executed that to perfection. And other than that, it seemed like they knew early on that they could not get pressure on Hertz. And they just said, fuck it, we're not going to try to. Like, We'll try to get allow for zero yak, you know, and just stop him early. Um, Jerome, what were your thoughts? Offensive line didn't really show up the way I thought it was going to. I thought uh, we tried to establish the run, um, but that didn't really work out. Would you? Uh, what'd you think of Hertz there? I think he played his heart out. You know, I think. Uh, the defense really let him down because he he gave he gave the defense more than enough time to rest. He really yeah, did. The time of possession was almost like three to one. Yeah, it was absolutely pathetic. Our defense just did didn't didn't make the trip. Apparently, now, I'll say this. Yeah, I mean, I, think... I just real quick, Karen. I you know when yeah. you when you stymie a team's running backs the way that the Chiefs did. And you ask a lot of these quarterbacks who, you know, still have question marks about them. 
what we saw was Jalen Hurts pick up the mantle and say, fine, I'll just beat you with my arm. And that was wildly impressive to me because I thought that he would struggle a lot more. If you had told me the Chiefs defensive presence against the run was going to allow like the running backs to only, what, 35, 40 yards, right? I'd say, well, Hertz isn't going to have a good game. He was electric. Karen, leading into your pick, I mean, what did you think about? Yeah, no, I, I think what you said, Eric, you know, the point of, you know, losing team you know losing you know to a player on the losing team winning mvp i think this is the closest closest it ever could have come because like you said as soon as the chiefs you know figured out they were able to kind of stifle the the eagles run game you know hertz was like all right i'm just not gonna hand it off then (laughs) and and it worked you know um you know, except for that first drive when, you know, Kenny G forgot how to stretch the ball over the goal line, Co- cost <laughs> me a few bucks, but it's fine. Kenny, you know what? You're a rookie. It's okay. Um, yeah, second year pro. Yes. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Whatever. Same thing. First Super Bowl, whatever. Stretch the ball. They, yeah. they teach that to you when you're five. Um, but I digest uh, my gambling woes aside. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think like we see, like, oh yeah, like Pat Mahomes is perfect. Pat Mahomes. Jalen Hurts was Without the fum, without the fumble six, Jalen Hurts was perfect. Jalen Hurts is second all time in quarterback performances in the PFF uh, era. He had a ninety two point two rating through PFF, and if you're wondering, Pat Mahomes is an eighty nine point five. So different metrics than QBR, but Hurts still had a seventy six or seventy seven something QBR, which is excellent, and ninety nine out of you know, a hundred times wins you the game. Yeah. Um, and and to your point too, Rome, like, I don't know. He had his guy. He held on to the ball for so goddamn long in that game. And I think you're at the, you know, the defense, I think let him down. Um, the secondary, I think specifically, I think the, you know, the front four, obviously they couldn't get to Mahomes as easily as, as everyone thought they might. But I think, their linebackers did a good job. You know, obviously Kelsey was playing <clears throat> a little bit banged up, it seems like. But I think they did a good job keeping him quiet. They did a good job. They made huge stops in the middle of the field um, mm-hmm. against, you know, a lot of the Chiefs running backs and uh, wide receivers when they were checking it down. You know, it was really, you know, the long ball that was kind of the nail in the coffin for him at the end of the game. Yeah, I, I found myself... I mean to to go back to Chiefs offense versus Philly defense. I found, like I don't understand Jonathan Gannon's decision making in the second half because you've struggled now for a half at that point getting to Mahomes, and I understand that you've got 19 games or so of getting unbelievable pressure with four. You're not in this game. You're not getting it done with four. Blitz, blitz him. Get him mm-hmm. off schedule. Press. Press man on the outside, change it up because that's one thing neither team really did. No, there wasn't not much blitzing. It was, it was wild, and it was like the deep. It was, you know, it sound like a broken record. It sounded like a broken record. The Bill Parcells thing is like, you know, it was the offensive lines were successful, but then the defense they, they just gave up on pass rushing. Like they gave up on on getting pressure to the quarterback. And I think both quarterbacks feasted off of it. You know, I, Jerome, as an Eagles fan, were you upset that they weren't blitzing more 
in the second half. They didn't really blitz during the year, so it's it wasn't really mm-hmm. something that they did very often in the first place. So, and not to mention the fact that he was getting the ball out really fast. Anything, I think it would have it would have yeah. opened them opportunity to pass even more. I don't think it. I don't think it would have worked out. It was, it was. I see. I see. If if they had blitzed more, I think it would have been worse. I mean, that makes sense too. I mean, when you get what over seventy sacks rushing four most of the year. And honestly, to be fair, there there should have been an actual sack for a loss for the you know on on the Eagles side, but instead, Hertz dropped the ball. And they didn't tackle him. They just grabbed the ball and took it in for a touchdown. Yeah, I think because it was unforced, right? I think he wasn't touched. He just kind of dropped it. No, he was touched. He was touched, but he, oh, Bolton he got him. Dropped it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, who is it? Who is it under? They marked it as a forced fumble. No, Nick Bolton. Bolton got the fumble, the forced fumble, the fumble recovery, and the touchdown. No, uh, Creed Humphrey got the forced fumble. It was, you know, Bolton Bolton kind of came in from Bolton the side. Bolton received the fumble. Yeah. And 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 scored. Uh Creed Humphrey was the one that forced it. According to the uh we'll put forced in in air quotes for that. Well, the Humphrey SPN. Humphrey is a Chiefs offensive lineman. It wasn't it wasn't Humphrey. It was somebody. But Humphrey I'm, Humphrey's the center for the I'm for looking the at this right now. Creed Humphrey one fumble. Oh, I hear you. I'm just saying he plays center for the Chiefs. So if he was on defense, that's... <laughs> when did they fumble then? I have no idea because there I, wasn't I... a recovered. There wasn't a recovered fumble or anything like that for the Eagles. I'm I'm not arguing the point. I'm just saying if Creed Humphrey's playing defense, it's like high school. All right, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Um, I thought. I mean, and Devonta Smith is electric. That dude is. He is a one. And we say it all the time about T Higgins. But Devonta, unreal. Unreal. He and A.J. Brown both. You know, I thought, man, you know, it was just, it's one of those very, very rare games where both teams played so fucking well. You know what I mean? No, I didn't think the Eagles played well at all. 35 points? I mean, 35, that's, that's, an, okay. You're saying because the defense? Yeah. You know, I will say I I criticized Isaiah Pacheco. There was a a, a run on a, one of their third quarter, fourth quarter drives where he was like one on one with a player, and I critiqued him for, you know, dude, all you got to do is make one guy miss. But that was a hell of a tackle, and I don't know mm-hmm. if that was um was that Epps Jerome your safety? I don't know who that was who got him, but man, that was a great tackle. I oh the hit on Pacheco. That was yeah, apps. it was apps. Yeah. yeah, he um, that was that was fucking wild. Uh, okay, so what other comments do we have about offense, defense on either side? Nothing but a special teams comment. Both kickers decided to make this game super boring. Oh, by making their well, Harrison I don't think Bucker there was. Made. I don't think there was one kick return the entire game. Oh yeah, no. not a single one. No. Eagles special teams fucked up with. Uh, Letting Tony get all the way to the fucking fifteen yard line or whatever. Oh yeah, on that punt. Yeah, I didn't know they had a backup punter in the game. It was like no one talked yeah, about because he because he got. Oh, I didn't hurt. know that. Yeah, there was he, on the fucking turf. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was oh, a thirty. Seriously? Yeah, it was a thirty-five yard punt, and he punted it away from the coverage. 
There was like a anyway. Uh... He's a he's a backup punter. So who carries backup punters? You know what I mean? Like like no team in the NFL. He probably wasn't really... a punter. He's probably the like third or fourth string like wide receiver. They're like ah, I kicked in high school. Yeah, they they pulled him out of the XFL or something. You know the USFL to do this. And if they had turned over the ball on on downs, it would have been less yards. I was bonkers. surprised. I, you know what? Nick Sirianni being who he is um, for the last two years, and especially this year and this game, I was shocked that they didn't go for it there. I was, I mean, the dude went for it on fourth and seven in like the first quarter. You y'all remember that? We were like, it was, Hart- first, it was the first drive, I think, too, because I was getting nervous that they weren't going to score a touchdown. <laughs> I, I was shocked that he didn't go for it there. I mean, you're aggressive. Your entire coaching career, it feels like, and you you punt it there. It just with, with Pat Mahomes catching fire in the second half, I didn't get it. I really didn't. But yeah. Um, so aside from special teams, Kieran, did you get your special teams comment out of the way? Did you? Yeah. Any- no. Yeah. That that was it. That was it. Shout yeah. out special teams, the unsung heroes. That's right. <laughs> I think you know what I think. A lot of us were all hoping Harrison Bucker would miss another field goal. You know, like right at the end of the game there, it kind of would have felt like just desserts. Give us OT. Give me give me another quarter of play between these two teams last night. You know what I mean? I would have started getting Maher flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, he just got drunk and more drunk during that game. He That dude, that poor schmuck. He's got to have just all kinds of mental issues. Um, okay, so, you know, going over just real quick, I mean, Good job, Kieran. One game of the week for the uh, postseason. Congrats. Uh, game went over uh, on the over-under. I got that one. Uh, Kieran, I, I think... By 20. <laughs> yeah, yeah, by a lot. Yeah. Um, we chose non-quarterback MVPs, and I think really either quarterback you know, would have... But if we were going for a second MVP there... It was not Hassan Reddick. <laughs> It was not as it was. You know what? It was not Darius Slay. Um, just real quick, if you guys were to have picked a non-quarterback MVP from either side, who would it have been in your opinions? Devonta Smith. I like that he he had a, he had a hundred yards, right? Yeah, I think he was the only receiver in the or the only player in the game to hit a hundred yards. Like running back rushes, like anybody, he was the only person to hit hundred yards. I could see that very much. AJ so. Brown had ninety six. You could pick him too. That catch. Yeah, I feel like I feel like either one of them or Pacheco maybe. And Pacheco was Pacheco was good. He was good. He wasn't great, but he was good. Certainly better than Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I honestly don't think anyone was like blow your balls off great, other than the two quarterbacks, and, and then like maybe Smith or Brown. It's like one of those rare like you could. It's like the Ray Lewis rule of like wanting to pick the entire defense and just picking Ray Lewis as the MVP. You could have picked either offensive line like either center from either side and just said, yeah, you guys, you guys were it. Um, the Gatorade was purple, which I think Kieran, you picked. Was... I might've, I think I was feeling froggy that night. I think you were, it definitely wasn't cool blue. I'll tell you that much for free. Um, it's a great flavor too. So going forward, boys, I mean, I know we talked about legacies and all those things. Um, you know, where these two teams are headed. Do we feel any differently now 
Like, for instance, last week we said that the Eagles, if they sustained a loss, would have a higher variance um, going into next year. Do we feel that still now? Has that opinion changed at all? Jerome? No, I said there's a higher variance if they win. Because the free agents that we signed to one-year deals will want more money if they're going to stay. And frankly, all of our defensive free agents didn't earn shit. In my opinion, they lost us the game. You Fucking... know, I, I was curious. Just, I'm sorry, not to. I apologize for derailing you. Um, but as an as an Eagles fan, what did you think about James Bradbury's comments about the hold after the game? He's just he's just trying to be classy because it doesn't tell saying that the that it's bullshit. And the refs fucked up. It just puts a target on his back. He's 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 playing he's playing the long game because he's like after that. And no one's gonna think you're right. After that, like, no one's gonna be that. He's side. not he's not gonna be Howie's first call about signing signing for another year. I mean that's that that's the that's the worst thing about all these free agents is it's it's not how you did in the season. What have you done for me lately? You lost me the fucking Super Bowl. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. We paid you all this money. We had expectations that that you you know you guys were going to do something big, and the defense let us down. They played like fucking monsters all year, and then they played like fucking little kids in the Super Bowl. Like it's, I couldn't be more disappointed. There there isn't a, a universe that exists where I'm more disappointed than I am right now in our defense. It just I, leads I, me back I to Jalen Hurts. Don't, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand what how you fucked that up so badly. I really, I really, really don't. And maybe it's because I don't know enough. That could be it. And I'm just a nobody in, you know, his office at home. Well, we all are chubby, right? chubby like, drinking beer, talking about shit that they don't fucking know about. Well, maybe that's true. But you embarrass- I mean, that like, is what we not, don't get paid doesn't, for. It doesn't, so. take, doesn't take me making a million dollars a year to point out. You be, you embarrassed yourself on national television with the mm-hmm. way you played because the expectation was so much higher for you. We expected the offense to struggle, not the defense. That was the expectation, and you, you didn't you didn't meet it. I, dude, I respectfully disagree. I, I. I think players are players. I think players are relatively consistent. I think it's the coach's job to put the players in a position to succeed. I hang this on Jonathan Gannon all day. I do. I don't think he put his defensive players in a good position to succeed because Pat Mahomes is allowed to stay in rhythm that entire second half. I do like like I think I think Bradbury was fine. I think I don't think and you you want to say that all you want. But they didn't blitz. They didn't change the way they played football. No, when you're on the side, line, when you're on the line, when you're on the line, beat the other guy. Beat him. You did it all year. You did it all year. And and like you, you could say onesies or twosies on that offensive line were like all pros, but not all of them. Where was the weak guy? Why didn't you pick on him? 
Why didn't like you the find a way? backup tight end they had lining up to try and double team like like what where what what you didn't try hard enough because just, because, the, he, because the level adjusted. you played at all year you didn't play to that not at all I think it's both cases I do I do think like the players need to win on their snaps right I I I agree but I think Gannon didn't adjust and Reed did that's what it, like like Reed adjusted to what the Eagles were showing and the Eagles continue to show what they had been is like. They took the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality, which works a lot of times, but I don't think Gannon was playing the same game that Reed was. What's even more embarrassing is they paid Vic Fangio a a shit ton of money to, to go to Arizona for two weeks and as a defensive consultant before he went down to Miami. Money well spent. Money well spent, guys. Really money well spent. I will say, leading up to the game, I thought that was a fucking excellent decision. Like, that was, to me, like, I thought that was fucking, it didn't work out. It didn't work out. But I thought it was fucking cool. Like, why don't more teams do this? You know? Circle back to your original question. Um, I think think people are going to retire. We're going to lose guys to free agency. And we're going to look to the draft to see what we can put together. I don't know what's going to happen next year. Are, is the heights or are, are the ceilings as high is I think the question, right? Like, like is, is the bar set at the same level it was this year? When I mean, the, the bar was on the floor at the beginning, the of bar this year. was on the floor. We were just <laughs> wanted to make the playoffs. No, I get it. That but was, now, the, that was the bar. The bar was, make I understand. The I'm saying, I'm saying now that we've seen what we've seen from this team, what they're capable of, like the teams, the key team's done. This team it's over. We're losing guys to free agency. We're losing guys to retirement. That should this team is over. What's left and what we're going to be building between the draft and free agency between now, well, between halfway through March and in August, it's going to be a different team. And for me, the bar is going to be where it always is. Make it to the playoffs. Kieran, do you think that this team upcoming, you know, obviously not knowing who the Eagles are going to take at 10, who's retiring, who's leaving, who's getting re-signed, do you think the expectations should be as high as what the results were this year? As high as the results, no. Um, and I think it's more of just like uh, if I'm an Eagles fan, you know, I mean, I would, I, mean I, I, I would treat any team I'm a fan of the same way. Unless everyone's coming back, which is – very, very rarely, rarely happens in, especially in the NFL, but in any pro sport, the bar is back to playoffs. Unless you're, unless, unless you know your team is like, okay, this was our one shot. We paid everyone on ridiculous one year deals, <clears throat> Rams, um, and it didn't work out. Then it's like, okay, rebuild. Yeah. Like, unless, unless that's the mentality going into it, the, the bar is always going to be set at, okay postseason because once the postseason hits anything can happen the giants want a playoff game guys <laughs> well, i i think i think that they will be just fine i think this is again a team that no, yeah, and I, and I don't think that a, they like need to you know but i don't right, think I, they should everyone should be saying like oh yeah super bowl or bust next year because that's just seems unrealistic no i agree but i think yeah, that we're not cowboys is, fans or anything I think this is still a team that can operate as efficiently as it did this year on offense. Like, like 
don't sleep on the fact that the Eagles have the 10th overall pick this year. That, you know, the major they're gonna players. They're going to use it on defense. Well, they should. I think like they should. But, like, next year, you've got Lane Johnson under contract, Jordan Mailata. You're going to probably re-sign Jalen Hurts, but you have another year of his rookie deal before that new mega deal kicks in. You've got A.J. Brown under contract, Devonta Smith under contract. I kind of feel like, as much as I like Miles Sanders, whoever is behind center, like whoever's playing running back, you're fine, right? Like, you're fine. And defensively, it's going to look differently. You're still going to get great pass rush, but N'Kobe plus, Dean... Plus, we lost our uh, offensive coordinator, too. So Oh, yeah. That'll be, that'll be different, too. Yeah, and they're saying what I think the offensive line coach is supposed to is projected the to QB, be QB coach. QB coach is who it is. Yeah. Okay, Johnson, I think his name is. Yeah, which is good. Hiring has Cal- has Kelsey said anything about his future moving forward, or is that they they asked yet? him? He's going to think about it, but I think he should retire. Yeah, that, that kind I, re- of thing. I really do. Like, go out on top. You know, he's getting older, and yeah, he played at such a high level, but like, I don't know, I. I, the last thing I want for him is for him to retire next season after getting hurt. Yeah. I don't or, want that. I, I want, declining. I literally want the best for that man and taking it to the Super Bowl, playing against his brother. Like, you got a, you already got a ring. This was, this mm-hmm. is good. You know, I, yeah, dude, I wouldn't, I, I'll say this. I don't. I wouldn't blame him if he decides to hang him up. You know, I, I, I hate. I understand why. Like reporters doing reporters' jobs, I get it. It's like asking the coach at halftime how they feel the team did or what they think needs. Shut up. It's a, it's a stupid question. This dude just lost a, you know, a spirit crushing Super Bowl, right? Like, like don't ask him right now if he's going to retire. He's, he's obviously going to say. I need to think about it. He's going through enough shit right now that he doesn't want to think about retiring. You know what I mean? Like, I hate, yeah, those, and I mean, I hate those questions. 100% agree. And I mean, I hate the Philadelphia Eagles with the white hot intensity of a thousand suns. But I thought you saved that for the Giants. They're like the white hot intensity of like 500 suns. <laughs> like, it's still pretty hot. But like, I don't know, they're kind of shitty. So it's like, well, yeah, it's like, sure. th- like, you know, redheaded stepchild. It's like, yeah, just shut up. Just go over there. But I like Jason Kelsey, I think, is a Hall of Fame center. He might be one of the best centers in the like in NFL history. So I think I 100 percent agree. I think that he should hang him up now while before he gets, you know, season-ending injury that forces him into retirement or just serious decline, maybe a one-year contract somewhere else and then and then calling it quits because that's not what you want to see for a guy like that who's who absolutely, you know, loves that team and loves that city more than life itself for a guy who never grew up there. Absolutely. I think, you know, if you glance quickly to the other side, what is there to say? The, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. They've got picks going forward. I like it's kind of like at this point, whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's I don't feel like there's much variability or volatility to use that V word from last week. Like 
that in in what's going to happen. They can get rid of or Juju Smith-Schuster was a one-year free agent. They don't they're not tied to him at all. They can get out of uh Valdez Scantling's contract like without being virtually unscathed. Like, you know what I mean? Like tell me tell mm-hmm. me where I'm wrong, but I don't I just don't think that there's much to talk about with the Chiefs. It's just the drumbeat continues on. You know, I feel like every, everyone they need or needed to sign has been signed for, you know, they're in the second year of their contract already. Uh, Jerome, any comment towards the Chiefs' future? I don't fucking care what happens to them. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Yeah, I'd say so. Listen, I mean, like they're they're one of those teams. It's like the the Patriots of yesteryear. Yeah, they they find a way to be competitive every fucking season. You know, they're the boogeyman of the AFC for the next possible ten years. 10 years. Unless Andy Reid gets serious about retiring, that was an interesting nugget that came out of this before. Well, before the game, after the game, he's like, oh, "I'm going to stick around for a couple of years, but we'll see." You know what I mean? Like, we'll see. The man's in his mid sixties. He's got nothing left to prove. Like, nothing. So that that's an interesting wrinkle, I think, going forward with them. Any other comments from last night, boys? It's officially hockey season. That it is, Karen. Yeah, it's officially it's officially <laughs> golf season. Yeah. It's it's officially the time of year where Jim Nance lulls us to sleep with his soothing voice on a Sunday afternoon. Work on your short game, boys. Work on your short game. Oh, God, I really need to. It's so bad. Uh, You've got a shorter checklist than I do, my friend. That's a very good point. I'm very excited for Saratoga, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I might need to go to the driving range and just live there. Like, just, like, put up a tent and just hang out. You're going to need to buy clubs first there, bud. Yeah, that's the easy part. Figuring out what to do with them is a completely different beast. Like, Listen, man, you have Tuesdays off just like I do. I'm going range. to, I, I go to the, I go to the, the indoor simulator every Tuesday now. Where is that, by the way? There's one in Poughkeepsie and there's one in uh, Wappingers. We're on the off season. It's so fucking weird. Like, the NFL season now is like just that one or two weeks longer than it used to be. And it's just, man. It's Dude, weird. we have, what are you talking? We have USFL, XFL. It's pod draft season now. It is. Dude, it's like at the end of the football season, it's like you get an extra day of the week. It's like Sundays become officially available again. It's like, oh, I can do something at 2 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. This is nice. Yeah. It's like it's like it's weird. It's like I you have so much more free time. It's like, you know, when there was a snow day. Well, no, maybe not the same thing, but Okay. Boys, I think that's about it. It's about it. Yeah, that's it. That is it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a fun football season. We'll see you in the offseason for some fun drafts and other talks. Boys, say goodnight. Boys, say goodnight. Let's go, Devils. (laughs) Good fucking night.